Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Whiskey and Whitetails podcast, podcast for those that love good whiskey and the great outdoors. As always, we're your host. I'm Gus. I'm Matt. <laughs> you ever raised an eyebrow at a hunter's questionable shot placement on a whitetail? You ever hesitated on taking a shot yourself, questioning the ethics of the shot opportunity? Well, in this episode, we're sipping on some whiskey as usual and answering your questions about whitetail shot placement and opportunity ethics, including are headshots and neck shots ethical? You don't want to miss this one. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> we'll, do it we'll do it live. Um, um yeah. Uh, it's, it's uh, it was it was a weekend. Yeah, it was a weekend. I did too much this weekend. Uh, Once again, I'm feeling the uh, I'm feeling the results, feeling the effects, repercussions, repercussions. I'm yeah. Celebrating, uh, celebrating my birthday this weekend, and mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. feel every bit thirty-seven. Yeah, that's the number you hit. Yeah, don't bounce back like I used to, folks. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm like, I'm pretty good after one day, but you give me three days of like I had a friend in town, and mm -hmm. so I had two days of friend in town, and then I went to Heritage Fire last night. It's a festival where they cook meat with fire. Fire. Yeah. What they cook? Anything good? Yeah, it was a lot of it was good. There was very little that wasn't good. I had pickled shrimp. You ever had pickled shrimp? No. I've pretty good. I like pickled things, pickled eggs. Yeah. Um, you know, various pickled vegetables. Pickled pig's feet. Tried them. Not a huge fan. Same. It's a texture thing. It's an apple. It's like eating an apple. It's it's, it's odd. Uh but pickled fish or seafood, I cannot I don't know what it is. It's just something yeah. about it. Uh, my wife, it's like a northern thing, uh, likes pickled herring and crackers. Mm -hmm. I think it's... Um, gross? Yeah, I'm trying to think of a word worse than gross, and I can't. Uh, yeah. I'm sure, but yeah, I think it is... Repulsive? Repulsive. is the, that's, the, yeah. that's the one I was looking for. Like, um, like bring this in the house and go ahead and bring the divorce papers with you. Kind of yeah. repulsive. Like, I'm just kidding. I would it's imagine gross, it stinks. Though. It does. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, I can't... I, I, was, I don't know. Was it spicy? Did it have any other flavors with it? Yeah, it had like an aioli on it. It was on a cracker. So uh, it was, I mean, put to be honest with you, it wasn't dude. bad. Yeah, put it on a cracker. Did you see? Uh, <laughs> I've heard, I, yeah, I've yeah. heard the latest. <laughs> that guy's in trouble. He is in some shit, which is funny because I saw him post a video the other day and he seems like everything's fine, but I guess that's what you got to do when you mm -hmm. got bills to pay. Got to make that TikTok money. <laughs> yeah. No, I had that. And then they had um, Husk has a new chef. His name's Ray. What's up, Ray? Sup, Ray? And uh, he did a a rabbit sausage. Talk to me. Which um, I mean, it had to have pork and everything else on it. There's no way it was all rabbit, you know, because they're pretty pretty wide. That'd be a lot of rabbits. But it was like a mustard, 
base that they soak it in, and then yeah. they or baste it in, and then they put cornflakes on the outside, fried it. It was fantastic. This was like a festival event. Yeah, just food vendors. Yep. Right. Well, like larceny was there, and um, so it sounds like a place we could have. There was enough people for us to do that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And it was all free. Oh well. Yeah. You pay you pay the hefty price to get in, and then we love everybody, but we don't do free. Yeah, I don't do free. Not very often. I'll go to free, but yeah. I'm not going to do free. <laughs> no point in doing free. Yeah, no, there's nothing to uh, there's nothing for us in that. Then they had uh, there's a couple places that had wings. That one of the places the wings was terrible. It's the worst <laughs> wing I've ever had. Really? Yeah, they just burnt the shit out, and they're like, well, we'll just cover it up with sauce, so it tastes like yeah, burnt wings yeah. with sauce. Do you like uh, breaded wings or unbreaded? I like smoked, so unbreaded. Yeah, same. Yeah. Like home team has fantastic wings. Yeah, I was getting ready to say they are at the top of my list. I've yeah. gotten spoiled uh, with really good wings around here, and I have a hard time finding wings elsewhere. Yeah, uh, home teams with the, the the dry rub they do, and then that Alabama white sauce. Yeah, uh, I'd slap my mom over that. It's delicious. It's delicious. It's one of the things that I crave. I crave that, and uh, like as far as the barbecue world goes, that. And every once in a while, I just I need a brisket from Lewis. Yeah, I just gotta have it. The uh, believe it or not, the ice rink. Here in town, yeah, their bar has really good wings. Mm. I'm not sure what they do, where they get them from, what their prep process is, but they don't bread them, um, and the the skin is crispy, but it holds on to the sauce really well. Because you know, sometimes you go to a place and they get they sauce them. Yeah, if you have sauce and it just sort of soaks in or goes away, I don't know. It's just it's like it's not there. There's not enough sauce, or the other problem is they, they they're they're cooked, but they're not cooked. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like I. Like they're 165 degrees or whatever, but they're <laughs> but somehow but they're the skin's still cooked. rubbery. Yeah, I don't like that. Like these are not like that at all. You bite in and there's a little crunch to them, mm-hmm. but the inside's juicy. I had a problem with fans, which I like. Fans. I go to fans yeah. all the time, and I was like, I would like you to double cook these. But if they fry them, they're fine. I'd like you to but tell the your oven sh- baked ones. I'd like you to tell your chef to do better. I just said, hey, just I'm going to get a pizza, but I'll get wings if you cook them a little longer. And he was like, yeah, no problem. We'll we'll do extra done. And they, they did, did not. They did not. No. Yeah. Uh, my wife really enjoys uh, extra done pizza. Like she likes when the cheese is little yeah. brown spots on it. Yeah. And we and we request it all the time when we order from places. And we've not found a single place that will do it consistently. Yeah. It's always hit or miss. So fan of the other thing too is I brought pizza home and yeah. Tyler was smoking turkeys for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and I put the pizza on the smoker just to crust up the bottom. Good stuff. Fantastic. I have heard good things about doing pizzas on pellet smokers. I haven't tried it though yet. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how long it would take to cook it, cook it, yeah, but to take a cooked one, an undercooked one, and mm-hmm. put it on there, probably pretty good. Well, the cool thing is, is because of the way the heat works on most of those, it's not direct flame. Yeah. So with the heat shield and the right placement, you're just putting it in an oven. It's an oven anyway. Yeah. yeah. Put it on full smoke, so it's like. Yeah, yeah, you could do that for yeah. sure. Doug tried to give me his uh, smoker Friday, Saturday. Really? Yeah. Just give it to you. Yeah. What else was giving away? Nothing. He said it doesn't oh, get good. up to temperature. No, uh, well, I don't. <laughs> Sure, I'll take your problem. Yeah, what I, so I'm just going to sell it. I was like, well, what if you temperature, sell it? What temperature does it not get up to? Oh, I don't know. I didn't ask. Because no. some people like to have a smoker that... It's also a Traeger, so I think you could send it back. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Anyways. Um, what do you got? You got anything today? No. I was going to say, uh, looks like your birthday was fun, and you popped that happy birthday bourbon. Yeah, birthday was super low-key. Like, fun, like old man fun. Like, yeah. I didn't leave my house. That's what's up. And I was... Perfectly content and just hanging out, played with the kids, hung out with the wife. Uh, we, you know, she cooked me a dinner. Uh, I, I requested chicken parm. She makes good homemade chicken parm. Nice. And she made my favorite cup or cake in the form of cupcakes. Cause she knows I have no self control. Yeah. You cupcakes are easier for me. Dude, it's, she makes uh, German chocolate cakes, my favorite cake, and she makes yeah. it from scratch, everything, including mm. the, uh, the coconut like based icing. It is out of this world. I don't see uh, my cupcake in here anywhere. That's because, turns out, I don't have self-controlled cupcakes either. And most you of them are gone. Well, she, yeah, we gave, we sent some over to my sister's house too because they didn't, they didn't come over because half of them are sick. Um, but I got to drop some, probably some more products off here tomorrow, Wednesday. If we still have some, I'll, I'll drop some off for you. There's some bugs going around right now. There is for sure. Um, not fun. So I've been watching them. Uh, I woke up not feeling 100%, but I, I don't think I'm sick. I'm just tired. Just, yeah, but the, you know how the muscle aches, which I think is a sign of, of sickness. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. But other than that, the new torches seem to be a hit. Jeez, yeah, dude. I, 
you missed you missed a fun evening with that. I I can't wait. I I hope that next weekend when we have I think it's the seventeenth and eighteenth scheduled, um, you got to come to one of those market nights or, or both yeah, of them and watch like the reactions of people. Yeah, because um, they look like Glocks from. 10 we did not. Away. We didn't have any bad reactions, but we didn't. It wasn't super busy either. Yeah. So uh, it's just a matter of time before someone has something to say about it. Uh, one of the cops that was patrolling walked by twice and never glanced over in that direction. So I'm waiting for one of them to say something. Uh, because when that that story I told you about the little kid mm-hmm. when he did when he did that that yeah. was, it was it did not it didn't yeah so we well, should tell he, the kid grabbed it and took off and was pretending to shoot people with him yeah yeah and and it, it is a Which, torch it's it's a culinary torch but it the look, way if you hold it right and you point it and right, you say pow pow it looks like yeah. a real gun same way that some toy guns would or a, a pellet gun or an airsoft gun and so yeah. it's I would not recommend doing that or brandishing it to someone because no. it does look re- it does. You know, if you know what you're looking at, you know what guns look like. You tell pretty quick it's not a gun. It doesn't have a a uh, trigger guard. It doesn't have any of those other things. The slide doesn't move. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's an it's a it's it a has weird, a fake safety. It's a weird. On it, it does have a fake safety on it. I noticed <laughs> or that. Or slide too. release. Or whatever yeah, that yeah, is, yeah, whatever that is in the back. But yeah. either way, they look cool. Uh, we've gotten a lot of positive comments. At the very first uh, sale that I had that night. Uh, the guy halfway through the sales process was like, "The only reason I stopped is because of this." I yeah. was like, "Well." Glad you stopped, I guess, and give me your money. They make really cool <clears throat> pictures, too. Yeah, they do do good for pictures. So I don't know. It's, uh, <clears throat> I like it. I think they're cool. Um, I've been, like, kind of going back and forth, like, since you posted that really yesterday and had it in there, saw a bunch of comments. I don't know who is what. So all the orders we got yesterday off of, not Etsy, but from the store, uh-huh. I went ahead and threw in the new torches. Oh, did you? For yeah. everything yesterday, which was a good amount, but. What are you going to do? No, I mean probably order more and save the uh, save the other ones for like. I yeah, know. I told you I can get more by the thirtieth, so that's not going to be okay. We're not going to have enough for Christmas. Yeah, I just want to make sure that we don't because they take that. I just want to make sure we don't get screwed the first part of the year like we did. Yeah, previously, but yeah, for that days. is a tomorrow problem. So next week we got uh, well the week this is coming out rather. We got the Miller's Christmas Vacation Dinner. Yeah, that's going to be I'm fun. looking forward to. That's, uh, we got the, uh, may or may not have gotten the hookup on the drop of when they were going to release that so we could make sure we got tickets. That's cool. But we got that, and I guess it's a, it's a fully catered, full-course meal. Really? With Chef Jeff. And then once we eat and have our Christmas cocktails, they have a red carpet that we walk to next door to Terrace Theater. Yeah. And then uh, we're going to watch... Christmas Vacation. Right. Classic. Yes. Looking forward to it. And you guys are dressing up for sure. That's the plan. We don't want to be the only ones doing it, so we're doing it if you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> that was confident. <laughs> if you don't want to do it, that's fine, too. No, just... I'm going to do it. I, I know exactly what I'm going to wear. I just, without watching, I'm going to have to figure out what to buy Andy, because she just, she'll forget. Yeah, it's all, like, we were talking about that as well. I think we're, I don't know... We'll have to figure out which characters we want to dress up I'm probably going to just go as Clark because I have the Christmas hat. That or I'll be full on Santa Claus because I got that Santa <laughs> That's costume. That's right. <laughs> That's what you should do. Yeah, it's either... Uh, I'll wear full on Santa. I don't care. It's There's characters to choose from in that movie. There's a bunch of them, but there's only a few that are really yeah. good, like funny characters. So it's kind of... I don't know. It'll be Clark or it'll be... Um, you know, I try to think. Well, you know, every other person that dresses up is going to show up in a robe. Yeah, with hat, be his know. brother. Yeah, yeah, it'd be his brother. So just find something else. But unless you do one of the other outfits, like the one where he has the suit with the white turtleneck and the clear, clearly has the dicky underneath it, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. the full turtleneck. Yeah, <laughs> that would be funny. But then that means I have to wear a skin tight sweater, and I, no, Gus is not wearing a skin tight no, sweater. <laughs> I'm not either. It's Andy and I could dress up as the neighbors. Oh fuck, dude! That would be so. <laughs> the rich people with no yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which wear uh, workout outfits all the time. Why? Why is the Why is the floor wet? I don't know, Margot. That's a That's a great fucking movie, or whatever her name is. I think it's Margot. I'm excited for that. You want to do uh, a sip? So we yeah, can let's do some drink sippage. Something? Some sippage. Just the sip. What do we got this week? This week we have a uh, Kevin Dawson. Oh. Thanks, Kevin. A wild turkey rye, 101 proofs of wild turkey rye. This is from 2011, so it's 10 years old or something. Yeah, maybe. Mm, floral. Floral. Apple. Green apple. Green apple. Apple, green apple. 
Hey. Some of you never heard of this before. Just a sip. <laughs> we we take just a sip, and then we give you a one line review on stuff that gets sent to us. And I'm a wild turkey fan. Indeed. Since I'm feeling a little bit in the dumps today, I think I'm gonna. I wanted wild turkey, so that's why I picked it out. It's pick me up. We've gone through a bunch. We have uh, two, four. We have six left. So if you would like to send us a sample, you can. If you're not sure how to do that, shoot us a DM. We can we can help you. Yeah. And also just Google Whiskey and Whitetails. You will find our address. Yeah. And we'll give you a shout out. Shouts out. Maybe every once in a while, a lucky contributor will get a little something free back. Yeah. There isn't. That's definitely not happened. Maybe we didn't send a bottle to somebody for no reason. It's definitely not happened. Yeah. Ever. It's funny. The taste does not match the nose. It's very good. You wouldn't really guess that was a rye. Well, it has a lot of bourbon flavors, except for. Yeah. You know, some of the floral notes you expect out of a rye. But if I were to pour this as a bourbon, I don't think anybody would bat an eye. No, if you told them it was a bourbon. Yeah. It's, it's, I think that's, I think that is the sort of the wild turkey foundation yeah. coming through in terms of yeah. you know, their process and, and what their ingredients. If you know wild turkey, you would know it's a rye. Uh, also, what I found interesting is the wild turkey rye that you can buy today mm-hmm. is pretty much the same thing you can buy that's 10, 15 years old. To, I mean, honestly. It's not a huge difference. And, you know, Jimmy Russell does not care about rye. He doesn't? No, they don't put any effort in their rye. He's like, I guess just we'll need something one. to put in a bottle that says rye. Yeah, we'll make one. Just trying to be yeah. competitive out here. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> and he did a good job. That's how good of a master distiller he is. He's like, you fuck it. Just do this. And it was good. Doing delicious. it live. Yeah. Fuck it. We'll do it live. And it's delicious. It is good. It is good. Good job. Oh, sorry, man. Uh, Try again. Okay. That was good. That was the... Uh, Just the sip. Yep. For the week. And uh, yeah, thanks to Kevin for sharing us, with, mm-hmm. sharing us, sharing with us some wild turkey rye. Yes, thank you. It was delicious. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I need to pull all these, all these out. <laughs> Gotta get rid of those. I think I want to do pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza. And then uh, I was trying to think of another one. Like Trump saying wrong. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be a good one. Yeah. There's some, <clears throat> I, it need to take some time. And maybe I'll do that this week since I'm off. Or I'm taking a bunch of time off this month. I, yeah. I didn't realize how much PTO I had and some other stuff that had built up that has to be used. It's kind of like use it or lose it yep. before the end of the year. So I'm off all this week and I'm taking off the 21st through the 30th. I'm taking off the. Day after Christmas through New Year's. Yeah, and yeah. I'm hunting my ass off. I think I'm probably going to end up hunting, too. Get some meat for the freezer and get the kids out. I definitely need to get some meat. Uh, he gave me uh, he gave me a couple steaks. Some yeah. elk steak, yeah. Nice. Doug did. Sweet. When uh, Brian Newby went and uh, got an elk, he brought me back a piece, a little steak to cook before you and I went on our elk trip. He said it was a... Uh, oh. Temptation. It was a, it was an offering to in, take in some elk for good, mm-hmm. like good, um, you know, good luck or good uh, good vibes. Maybe maybe it didn't work out. I don't know. How'd you cook it? <laughs> uh, I cooked it like a steak. Yeah, I seasoned it with salt and pepper and put some butter in a pan and I seared the, f- the hell out of both sides. Yeah, and I ate it like that. Good. That's what I'm probably gonna do. Is just uh, heavily sear it. Yeah, like set the fire alarm off. Yeah, or I could do it with that. Solo box stuff with the wood. Sous vide first. Sous vide? Sous vide, sous vide, whatever. Yeah. Fancy people. I don't know. Um, bucket bucket of water heaters. Maybe. It's funny because you cook with a sous vide and then an air fryer, and you're like, what even am I? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what is, what? Doesn't feel like you're doing anything. You're not. You're using tech, just too much technology. It is a lot of technology, but hey. Coffee makers. Coffee makers. Well. For people who don't know how to use a percolator. <clears throat> yeah. You can go watch a video on our uh, YouTube channel on how to use it. Yeah. Right? Is that on this one? No, it was on the other. It was on the other one. Yeah. I should bring it back, though. Never mind. It's not there. We could bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, in the last couple of years, we've seen a myriad of states introduce legislation um, driven largely by a certain demographic's feelings, mm-hmm. um, specifically with regards to predator hunting. 
namely black bears and mountain lions. We've talked about this uh, also in Colorado for wolves. We've talked about the, um, the the introduction of those wolves, how they weren't the same species. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, technically, um, the bring them here. That, yeah, I know the red wolves. The impact that that's had on on wildlife out there, especially agriculture and uh, not agriculture, but uh, livestock, and you know what those guys have going on. Uh, mountain lions have become a problem in California, uh, and black bears. And I believe we talked about this on a podcast. I would, I'd have to go figure out which episode it was, but we talked specifically about New Jersey and how, you know, the size of New Jersey versus the number of people there and how much wildlife is available, habitat, like not hunting a predator like a black bear, which you see on TV a lot. And it's, Ooh, it's so cute, but it is a, it is an apex predator for a reason. Yeah. Like uh, cocaine bear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, which but that was really funny, by the way, this is gonna be a great movie. <laughs> the, uh, so basically New Jersey Fish and Game Council voted to reopen the state's bear hunt this December. Um, And this was like an emergency rule decision. Uh, The meeting was held earlier in November. And it will basically rescind the 2018 executive order, which banned bear hunting in the state. Hmm. uh, In state lands or on state lands, which you have a state the size of New Jersey, public land versus private land. That's where, you know, public lands where a lot of people hunt. Um, Basically, all the things that we've talked about and that con- conservationists and hunters have uh, said would happen, happened. Yep. They had... Too many bears. Too many bears. Um, and a couple of quotes just just you know, straight from, uh, from the governor said, From the data we've analyzed to the stories we've heard from families across the state, it is clear that New Jersey's black bear population is growing significantly, and non-lethal bear management strategies alone are not enough to mitigate this trend. Right. Um, which, big shocker there. Yeah, super shocked. And, and I'm sure people, you know, that voted for that and wanted that and, and the residents who are not into that sort of thing uh, are super upset about these bears encroaching on their living spaces. But if there's ever been a prime example of I told you so, yeah, this is, this is the poster child for that. Uh, it says here, this reported black bear damage and nuisance incidents between January and October of just this last year have risen 237% of just this year from the previous year. Oh, compared to last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, According to the New Jersey Department of uh, Environmental Protection, in 2022 alone, uh, there were just over 1,500 nuisance and damage reports, including 62 aggressive interactions, 52 attacks on protected livestock, and 15 attempted home entries, and one human attack. Um, Mm. And one is one too many. (laughs) <laughs> That's what they used to say, right? So, uh, so, a- a- anyways, the, they'll use their line against them. <laughs> New Jersey's black bear population spans all 21 counties, and uh, New Jersey's Department of Environmental Protection estimates that the state bear population will grow by nearly 33 percent in the next two years. So, his closing argument or his closing uh, quote is: "After months of ignoring the science, clearly the math is irrefutable." Um, Sussex County Commissioner, I'm sorry, this is not the the governor, Sussex. County Commissioner Don Fantasia said in an interview with the New Jersey Herald, the sheer explosion in the black bear population, the numbers of repeated encounters with aggressive bears, including attacks on people, pets, and livestock, and extensive damage to property and crops, that the people of northwestern New Jersey have finally been heard. Um, so did, does it say where that did you, by chance, look at a voting map and see who voted this in as opposed to the area? I didn't. Yeah. But I would be willing to bet it would be very similar to the same thing that we saw in Colorado yeah. where the, the, the vote, people that aren't dealing with it are right. voting. The people yeah. who voted to protect the wolves are central to, you know, Boulder yeah. and Colorado Springs and Denver. Not, where there are no, wolves. not people out in outside of Vail and Eagle yeah. County, Colorado, where, you know, they have livestock and horses and cattle and all these other yeah. things that they're battling with. Uh, it's the people who just see a pretty, what they think is a pretty animal and they are beautiful animals, but, we are, we are, we are in, in most parts of this country, most in a lot of parts of the world, we're beyond, we're beyond the the the, the point in time when we can just let animals manage themselves. For we sure. encroach too far as a population of humans. They've in, never on their, their habitat managed themselves. They've always been managed by humans, and it's not until recently that people think that the way to handle this is to let them go, and that that doesn't work. Well, there's a reason there's no mountain lions and grizzly bears in California anymore. I mean, there are, but there's not, you know. 
Well, there's a lot of mountain lions in California. So that, that's well, that's I know, the but problem. They had grizzly bears on the state flag. True, and it's not there anymore because I would imagine a long time ago they were killing people and they got rid of probably. Them all. But anyways, the point remains, you know, predator management and wildlife management play important roles in us being able to live our lives safely um, and also allow them to have the habitat and um, resources they need because when they grow at a rate faster than they're managed or that they that they die, they have no predator, uh, they grow too fast and they can't find the resources they need, so they start to encroach on our space. And uh, you'll hear vegans and other people, like, well, we, we already encroached on their space. You're right, we did. Population grew. We've encroached on, on natural habitat, and that's— But guess what? There's nothing we can do about that at this point. So yeah, what do we do? We're we, apex. We can manage it, and yeah. we can make it possible for these species to continue to live and thrive for decades, millennium to come, whatever, but we have to do something about it. We can't let them endanger our kids and other crazy stuff, livestock, animals, yeah. property. So If you're pro-population increase, then you got to be pro-animal population decrease. More or less. Not that I'm pro either one. If you're pro, if you're pro population decrease, <laughs> then, that's another podcast. Then um, you've driven down <laughs> I-26 between 3 and 5 p.m. Uh, damn. That was a good, that was a good, that was a funny, that was good. So that's, that's, that was just a funny thing that I saw come across my news feed and thought that, uh, warranted a discussion given the fact that we have discussed that at length before yeah we definitely talked about it i'm trying to remember how long ago it was but uh well, we've brought, i think we've brought it up multiple times between yeah. the wolves between new jersey's black bear stuff between the um the Cal- colorado and um i think montana's um big cat related yeah. stuff it's, it's all over the country it's so. also a waste of time for dnr officers to deal with those rules they have other things to do yeah. make sure you're not killing black bears i was talking to a dnr officer last night by the name of Andrew Beam, and he was telling me about uh, the demographics of the people that are the number one perpetrator of game laws. Yeah, efficient game law regulations. Yeah, and it's it's just like poor, un, uh, uneducated because they don't look at the rules. They just go out well, there and it's, do it's, whatever. Yeah, like I've I've in retrospect looking back been guilty of breaking laws. Yeah, I didn't right. realize I was doing that because I, I definitely was, did it I was with grandma or, or grandpa rather. Mm-hmm. You know, and grandma sent us off with a, a cooler full of sandwiches and some cokes. Yep. And we were doing whatever. Little did I know that's a spot that grandpa had been fishing his whole life. But it was you know it was the back part of private property. We shouldn't have been there. Or back part of yep. uh protected wetlands or you know what I mean? Like you look back and you realize, oh it wasn't necessarily malicious. It's just that's that's where Grandpa always fished. Yeah, we we're and, poor and uneducated, <laughs> and you know n- nothing was going to change. So, yeah, it happens for sure. Yeah, really. Yeah, uh, I'm not surprised. That was the big. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> no, that's good. I'm glad you wrote that down because I definitely um, I like it when we're right about something and then we get to verify right that what we said was correct. I mean, I don't think it's like we didn't break this. You know, we're not out of right saying over here inventing. Anything it's pretty obvious if you don't if you don't manage your animals they're gonna get out of control because yeah. that's what they do they uh, they be animals yeah they, they be, be breeding they yeah. be wild they be touching each other yeah they just just yeah I was gonna say something and it, it was yeah. of poor taste so okay. I'm, I'm not going to <laughs> um, so the next the next topic that I, we were gonna where I wrote down to talk about and this was more just meant to be more of sort of a free conversation between the two of us and I wrote down some stuff that you can you can reference and look at because it came from a, a couple of other articles but this stemmed from actually a reddit thread that I saw and I think I told you about it and essentially what it was uh this guy it was maybe a hundred yards and he took a headshot at a doe dropped it right where it stood no yeah. tracking you know no crazy uh gut shot to deal with didn't have to track anything it dropped right where it stood, and he received a lot of shit for it in mm-hmm. the comments, mm-hmm. as you would expect. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Uh, if there's anything you've figured out, or ha- I mean, if you haven't figured out, it probably won't be long. Uh, there is no shortage of things for people in the hunting community to argue bitch and ridicule one each other yeah. each other over disagree instead of staying together like uh, we should be and right. supporting each other but yeah yeah and so it brought up the question of 
like what's ethical when it comes to shot placement or shot opportunity. And it was like, well, what's the difference between opportunity, shot opportunity versus shot placement? And you know, do, does, do ethics, do the ethics of those shots, are they the same for both? And how do they differ or where? And it brought up a lot of interesting, a lot of interesting, um, you know, points. And so just, just to get some basics out of the way, right? I think it's genu- generally well understood that uh, vital organs are key for killing a whitetail, killing anything yeah. really, right? And for whitetail deer, it's generally taught that that's from from broadside. It's behind the shoulder, up a ways. You're looking at the your heart and your lungs, right? Yeah. That's the quickest way. Where that little crease is. It's the quickest. That's the it's the best area to, to aim at. That still provides somewhat of a margin of error if you are off a little bit in either direction, and still have a successful kill. That's generally a yeah agreed upon thing, right? Um, obviously, the neck and the head contain very critical components of the whitetail's biology or any animal's biology, but those areas are harder to aim at, especially at further distances, and they provide a smaller margin of error. Not to mention, a deer's brain is extremely small, so even if you hit the head... You're going to miss the brain, if you promise. Miss, <laughs> if you miss the brain... Well, depending, that's not... Well, so here's the thing. Here's where it gets into, because... Well, also, are we discussing arrows or so that's, or, that, or firearms? That's that's exactly the the quandary that we find ourselves in. Yeah. Is that what's ethical and acceptable for you as maybe a rifle hunter that hunts? Because rifle, I have a hundred percent shot a deer in the head with a rifle. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I've done it more than once. And this is this is where a lot of these conversations boil down to. And and what it's what's I think what's funny is that people just don't want to admit people have a code or a thought process this is the way it is and it has to be done it has to be that way by everybody mm-hmm. um so let's, let's let's go through well let me tell you what i wrote down okay go ahead. just uh quickly so the if you shoot it because everybody's like gotta shoot them in the lungs and in the heart okay so you miss the heart hit the lungs most people shoot in the lungs that that's that's actually not true most people shoot them in the guts i worked <laughs> a lot at of and <laughs> usually they were gut shot but Say you shoot them in the lungs. What happens then? The deer takes off, and then an hour later, maybe it's you know it uh, yeah succumbs to its wounds. Particularly if it's quartering in one way or the other, and you only get yeah, one lung. One lung. They yep. can they can live a quite a while with one lung. And again, I'm referring to a bow. I Correct. guess it doesn't matter bow or it, it doesn't matter your method to take in this scenario. In this scenario, so. So what's better, the fact that you you did the good job of double lunging them, and then they go and lay down for 30 minutes and suffocate to death, or right. you shoot them in the neck, decapacitate them, and then shoot them again, maybe, and, and kill them quickly. So you you numb, you uh, spine hit them, you know, yeah. then they can't walk around. But then people are like, that's fucked up. It's like, is it? I mean, I don't know. I'm not I'm not getting either side here. Yeah, no, I mean, it's I, just, I you think... Know, there's a lot of questions I have for this. I, I think that... Um, well, I'll give you my opinion and what I think in a minute, and that's again my opinion. Your opinion may differ, and it's going to differ from someone else who is only a rifle hunter and takes regular three hundred yard shots versus someone yeah. who is only a rifle hunter here in the south southeast and hunts thick woods. Yeah, I think and they skill is definitely they don't hunt, another. You know, they rarely take a shot beyond two hundred yards, mostly yeah. be, not even beyond a hundred yards, and are, is shooting a uh, you know attack driver of a rifle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's going to differ for everybody, but so there's definitely different considerations between, uh, rifle and bow. I, I wrote down the wrong thing there, but rifle and bow, right. You have different things to consider in terms of how your method of take works, what you have to consider for your, your shot placement, all that kind of thing. But generally speaking, let's talk about some shot placement, what shot placement, placement. what shot placement ethics are. Um, and according to this thing, and 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 I, I wrote it at the end here. But shot placement ethics are unchanging, no matter the person, weapon, or situation. No matter the shot angle, you're aiming for the heart or lungs. Period. There's no other shot placement to aim for. The angle can alter the aiming point, but that's the only to ensure the impact with again the heart or lungs. And like we were just talking about, I think this, this is debatable. Yeah, and I think there are people who are grown, who grow up and have a certain thought process, and I respect that. And if that's the code by which you hunt and it allows you to hunt and take animals in a way that you feel is ethical and is acceptable, then so be it. But 
I think it's really debatable that that the, the, these the, unchanging, no matter the person, weapon, or situation. Um, I think those all have those can all like yeah because if I if I take the same tuned and dialed in rifle and I I take a shot at a deer three hundred yards away and, and I attempt a neck or a headshot and then we take a a trained military law enforcement sniper to make that same shot. Yeah. I think the results, if you did like did it a hundred times each, the results are going to be vastly different for sure. Um, so it, it doesn't change, but that goes into ethics themselves. Like do ethics change or are ethics ethics? And so it's, <laughs> well, that's the problem with ethics is like we, even in culture, your culture can have different ethics. Most people adhere to the Ten Commandment sure. line of ethics, but the vast majority of the population on this planet is is Islam, and they do not adhere right. to the. They have different ethics. Sure. So does that mean that because they outnumber us, are their ethics yeah. better or or worse what, than ours? And sometimes, and I mean, we can probably find examples of in our day to day culture what's considered ethical now versus For sure. not ethical. Rolling through a spot stoplight in the middle of the night when no one's here. Yeah. South Carolina state law. You can if if you're there for thirty or sixty seconds at night. Yeah. No one's come through. You can you can blow through a stop sign. Sure. Stoplight, but fifty nine seconds is that not ethical? Yeah, I don't know. It's you, it, you know, it's like yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, I think ethics, ethical ethics are funny. They have to be how you feel. How you're ethically feel, and you shouldn't judge people on their ethics. I don't think. Well, but I think that's the. I think. But then again, you, I guess you and should I probably should. We maybe should have looked up the the definition of ethics. But I believe ethics has pull a, that up over there. Has a group. Do your I, job. I believe ethics are grounded in a group sort of understanding or agreement that a yeah, particular thing or a way of doing something. Moral principles that govern a person's behavior or the conducting of an activity. Right. So. So it's moral principles. Yeah. So. What's ethical? What's morality? Eh, yeah. Another question for another podcast. Uh, but so that's a shot placement ethics, right? Doesn't change. Yeah, it says ethics examines the rational justification for our moral judgments. There you go. So what is morally right or wrong? Right. So for someone with a particular skill set, particular level of confidence. Yeah, like Lariat. He knows he, Lariat. Can, he can hit a, de- a deer's head at 600 yards perfectly. He can Without t- check, question. check the wind and yeah. be good to go. I could probably... Try, I can't. try that same shot, and I'm never going to make yeah. it. Not without some serious coaching and but help. 20 yards away, I've done it several times. Right. So that's shot placement ethics. Now, shot yeah. opportunity ethics are a little bit different, and actually where I think most of the debate can come in, um, because we can debate all day heart and lungs only or in- include the neck and head mm-hmm. if the situation right like we can debate that all day i think we both agree and most people would agree that for certain people in a particular set of skills like we're, no one's going to take a neck or headshot with a bow i don't think it just seems compound or crossbow but maybe i don't yeah. think crossbow really counts even well. e- even then i think i think the number of people who are going to be willing to do that and would think that that isn't that is okay is going to be smaller than if it's a rifle because a rifle, well, I've seen it done, with its, and it works with That's its penetration only. and ballistics. Right, you can be off on a headshot, right, and it's still gonna, you yeah. know, it's still gonna, it's still gonna blow a hole through the inside of it. Right. Um, I watched a gentleman neck spine shot, and the and the deer fell immediately, and then it was shot again in the heart, and it okay. was it was dead in four minutes. Okay. So, from an ethical perspective, though, or moral perspective, someone may take issue with it taking four minutes. But then the argument is, well, if you double lung him and he runs for thirty minutes, yeah. Is it any more or less? Is it better because it was an ethical shot right. in your mind? Air quotes. Yeah, yeah. I air um, quoted that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's an interesting debate, and it really it, you want to f- some fascinating conversation. It's entertaining. Is is some of these debates online? Man, there are some yeah. people that get fired up. All right. So shot play shot opportunity ethics are best described as the moment of which a shot opportunity is presented, and whether it's okay to take the shot or not. Some of these. Uh, these are these are the examples that were given. Not all, um, you know, not all of them are created equal. And just like we were talking about with the uh, shot placement ethics, a rifle versus a bow versus a new hunter versus an experienced hunter, these are all going to change, right? How the situation impacts that that hunter's decision on whether or not it's it's okay to shoot. Mm-hmm. Generally considered unethical are running shots, head shots, Texas heart shots, straight down shots, stacked shots, skyline shots, or out of range shots. Out of range seems pretty simple. If you can. Yeah. It, 
You can't just hit don't it. fucking shoot. Yeah, it's not there. Some of these you don't have a shot. Well, well, I think some of these are considered unethical because of the safety issues that they right stack shots shooting at a deer when there's other deer in front or behind it. it just, well, then how else are you gonna get a twofer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, skyline shots. So, like, if you're, if you're, we know somebody very well that shot a deer in the head and then it went through the head yeah. and hit the heart on a deer behind it. Yeah. And he, it was he harvested two deer. One of the luckiest, most fascinating stories. He didn't yeah. even know the second one was there. It was bedded. I thought he was full of shit, but <laughs> so, uh, I believe him. Straight down shots. Um, Texas heart shot, if you're not familiar with what that is, is yeah, through that's, a deer's, I don't think. Hind end. That's a great shot. To yeah, take. it just has a lot of. It's gonna be messy. A lot of margin for for air and um, yeah. running shots. I mean, that's that's debatable because you have guys that use dogs Very. and man and 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 yeah. man to do dog drives. What do you think? Deer dog shot was invented for. Yeah. Um, so there's a reason, you know. Uh, but yeah, so the, those are what are considered generally considered unethical. Generally ethical are your 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 basic broadside and quartering away, and then gray shot areas. In this article, um, they wrote as being straight on, quartering two, walking or bedded shots. Um, again, I think those all, you know, quartering two is a little bit more difficult, but it's it's doable. Straight on, quartering two with a rifle, I'm taking that shot. Yeah, straight on with a rifle or bow, I'm probably taking that shot yeah. because the that chest in between the legs right there. That's it's it. like the size of a softball. I yeah. can hit that. Yeah. Um, That's where the heart is, is the point, right. for those that don't know. Bedded shots? I don't know. Like it's. I don't know that I would. Not, it's, it's, not because it's I weird. have a problem with it. I just don't think I'd do it. It's it's weird because I I don't think that. Um, doesn't seem like fair chase. It doesn't seem like fair chase. It also, one thing I've learned from studying and, and looking at whitetail stuff in the last year is that when they sit, move, duck their head, do other things, it has a big impact on how their organs are oh, presented yeah, to us sure. from a shot perspective. Uh, just having their head up versus head down. And actually, I meant to include this little diagram, and I'll put a link to it from Onyx Hunt. Um, they actually gave a it's kind of an anatomy shot placement sort of uh, chart, and it shows for if they're standing broadside, quartering away, quartering towards or front, and whether you're in like an elevated blind or you're in a blind or sitting on the ground eye level, what you're sort of shot placement should be. Mm-hmm. So obviously anything from an elevated position, the shot is basically just a little bit higher, can, you know, given that the taking into account the angle. But these, like what they're showing here, for example, the broadside shot, when that deer's head is down versus up, you know, it change, yeah. it changes things in his body. If it's arm, if it's front leg, that it's the, the, the leg closest to you is stepping forward arm. versus back. It's shoulder, the way it's shoulder moves, yeah. you know, it provides a completely different yeah. challenge for, especially for a, for a broadhead. If you're a young hunter um, or oh, yeah, you're you shooting that something that's scapula. not, that you don't have a lot of, of, of power um, yeah. behind it. You know, so there's, there's different things that have to be considered. And I think that was really, you know, the, the crux of this whole conversation and the debate that I was seeing online is that some people were very, very, very um, just stuck in their ways. Yeah. Never take a headshot. Never take a neck shot. It's, you know, the risk is too big. It's too small of a target. And it's like, well, maybe for you. Yeah. Right? It's the same thing. And people say, well, that that thing is just, it's overpriced. It's 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 it's, it's, it's too expensive. Well, that, that person that made that does not owe you affordability. Right, yeah. Right? And it just, just because it's... Because you can't afford it. Doesn't yeah, it may be, it, yeah, it may be out of your budget. Yeah. But, you know, and so just because a particular skill set or particular shot is out of your ability to do so you don't have to put that it's also weird they didn't they didn't uh split these up between bow hunting and and rifle hunting yeah so the 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 articles that i read all sort of lumped them together what i found fascinating was that the big the big name articles that dealt with these topics um you know from your big hunting magazines you just just pick one you know every one of them had a historical article uh, about this at some point not one discussed head or neck shots it's as if it doesn't exist like it's off the table entirely. But if you really? get if you get, if you put your feet on the ground and you go to your local hunt, if you go to if you go to a processor, if you go to a check in station, you're gonna see head and neck shots. It's just something. It's just what people do. I mean, I'm not sure I, neck shots my favorite place, but a headshot because it's so small. If you miss, if you hit a head with a 308, yeah, it, I'm sorry, but it's dead. Well, but here's the thing, and, and like. I I, sh- I hunt with a thirty out six because I can yeah. hunt a lot of different shit with it. Yeah, within a hundred yards, with that ballistic tip, if I hit a doe in the neck, 
Yeah, for they're, sure. They're dying 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. Uh, different story with a bow, right? I might I might not hit anything vital with a bow. Because yeah, I don't think that I would do a neck shot with a bow. No. I'm not comfortable enough as an arch. Uh, uh, I know to, I would do a headshot. I've never. You would do a headshot with a bow? No. Uh, I know I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, certainly. I don't think no. I would do either. I'm just not confident that I would. I'm I confident like that I can make shit. If it went through yeah. his nose or something and just. <laughs> yeah. No. That's the, I'm not interested in, in dealing with that. Um, I, I've. I have only not recovered an archery deer once. Same. And mine was a liver. And um, I felt terrible shot. about it. And I so too. I will, I, I'm never going to take you a shot. You remember how long we looked for it? We got lost. I know. It was a long time. And I would just rather not deal with that than a um, chance, you know. I, I would just prefer to take a shot I'm comfortable with. And yeah. with, 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 with archery equipment, it's just broadside or quartering away, quartering two, and then that vital area. With a rifle, though, that's different. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think archery, I agree with these guys, I think. And then rifle, I disagree. Right. But it just, again, it just comes down to your personal skills yeah. and your, your personal capability. And so this is, one of those, this is one of those situations where I'm reading through and I'm like, oh, I agree with that guy. Or I can see where that guy's coming from. And it's like everybody had a, a, a viewpoint or a point to add that I could understand. But at the same time, it's, that's, it's very individual to everybody. And it's going to differ depending on, like we said, an archery hunter or, or a rifle hunter. Um, and I think that's, it speaks to a larger issue in the hunting community that I think we've talked about also, which is people, like, I, I understand if you disagree that, like, I hear people say that crossbows should not be allowed as part of the archery season. It's fine. It's an opinion. Take that up with, with the people that make those regulations. Don't shit on this guy because that's yeah. the way he chooses to get out and get meat for his family and enjoy being outdoors. I, the only thing I would say on crossbow is I don't think you can call yourself a bow hunter if you use crossbow. That's fair. And, and, I, I think that, but outside of yeah. but using a crossbow to kill a deer, I have no problem with that at all. Sure. It's, I just it, don't think you're a bow hunter. It's 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 I not you're it's not the same. Hunter. Yeah. I I would say you could consider, call yourself an archery hunter because crossbow is yeah. archery, but well, I guess it's I'll not give a you bow. That. I guess I'll give it's, that. it's different, that's, right? That's true. It's not. Um, so it's the the. The, the room is, or that topic is, is ripe for debate, but well, I think you and I both agree that at the end of the day, get out and hunt with what you can. The other thing, the guys we know that archer, that, that uh, crossbow hunt, yeah. a lot of them can't pull a bow back. Like, they got shoulder surgeries and well, all that, and they're all messed up, and they, they want to yeah. participate during bow season, sure. and I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, and that's, that's, at the end of the day, like, I... You don't know people's limitations or why they're choosing that method of take. Right. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm just happy to see another guy or another gal, another kid especially, that is getting outdoors, that's taking place or taking part in um, a tradition and a, a culture, a lifestyle that is not as commonplace as it once was. For sure. Uh, that I, th I think is important. You know, I'm, I'm listening to a, a book about, you know, getting kids outdoors more in a you know, an increasingly digital world, you know what I mean? And it's like people forget that it's not like, it's not us and then there's nature outside. Like we are a part of nature. We choose to live in a way that segregates ourselves a little bit from it. But at the end of the day, we all come from and are going back the same place. We are animals. And so, um, and a lot of us are going to be in a lot of trouble when the world ends. <laughs> tell you it's, and so it's, it's, it's wanting to raise kids um, that are aware of, of how they fit into the, you know, the bigger world. Well, did you watch the Ancient Apocalypse? Not yet, no. Okay, so Graham Hancock talks about it's on Netflix. If you guys are bored, it's a really good show. But they basically discuss a, a, a civilization that existed before. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, but he was just, he was saying he's like, if we're gonna see it again, so the hunter gatherers that live today in twenty twenty two, sure, those people that know how to live off the Amazon floor or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're going to go there with our technology when the world ends. We're going to go to them and be like, we're starving to death. I can't figure out what to eat because this, this is going to kill me. Show me. And then since that, I'm going to show you how to, uh, you know, use a gun and and use a computer and use a, an iPod, you know. Right. Or how to, how to take these two things, these two plants that you aren't aware when you combine together, make yeah. make a thing that's going to increase your village's um, cleanliness yeah. and reduce... How do you sow them water? Yeah. You know, and then 5,000 years later, <laughs> these stories of you coming to this town and doing this, are they're going to be written down somewhere. They're going to have these, this these God, God. These gods these came. These gods showed up 
and and talk and it's like it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So my point of it was the um fuck are we talking about? We're talking about hunting and 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 being, you know, oh, uh, having kids outside. Yeah, yeah. So the point of it is like, uh, it's important to teach to learn that stuff because it's if I can't, I mean, how fast can I get to the Amazon? Not probably, very fast. Probably not very fast. So no. like, I'm probably going to starve to death if the world ends. So it's it's good to it's good to be outdoors and, and look into that stuff and learn how to hunt, learn how to you know look at mushrooms and which mushrooms can you eat, and which ones are going to yeah. kill you. Just it, understanding the world around you. Exactly, and uh, that's probably the biggest thing that scares me about civilization kids today that just live inside on a computer so yeah what you're doing correct yeah getting them out there and learning and and trying to figure out what you know how to get kids outdoors I, i'm 100 on board with that it's um i feel like it's my duty you know yeah as a parent but um the, the point that i was trying you've already done initially for those but i but know. i always feel like i don't you know it, it's part of it is a part of being a parent, and if you're a parent and, you're, and you hear this, um, you'll I probably get, understand. I get you. Yeah, uh, those cats don't you have always, as many yarn balls. You, you, you always have this 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 voice in the back of your head that tells you you're not doing enough. Yeah, that you could do better. That there's more, and it's you know, it can haunt you if you're uh, if you let it. But I'd imagine not all parents have that voice. Well, probably not. Yeah, it's probably not. <laughs> uh, but the if point, you don't, that's not normal. You should go get that looked at. <laughs> the 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 point being, instead of debating and giving sh- if you want to if you want to d- debate the ethics of of shot placement then by all means but i think at the end of the day it's it, it, it's all about what you're comfortable and capable of yeah doing um and more than that we should be encouraging one another for making a successful kill yep and putting food on the table for your family and it doesn't matter where you shot it if it was ethical to him and he didn't break any laws and he did it within the within the regulations that that govern that state's uh, fish and wildlife, um, and it worked, and it wasn't, and it worked super messy. <laughs> then, then what's the problem? Yeah. Uh, if if you don't like it, then then don't do it that way. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 really simple. I just it, I found it kind of silly and off putting that there was this giant thread on Reddit and these people were bat, you know trashing this guy. Was there anyone that came in there and said kind Se- of what we're several saying? people were like, yeah. dude? Just shut Good up. for you, man. Yeah. Like you didn't have to run all over the woods chasing that thing. Yeah, you didn't damage any other meat. And if you're comfortable making that shot, and and the guy said several times, he's like, I I built this rifle, I've shot it more times than I can count, and yeah. I I make that shot a hundred out of a hundred times. Yeah, and so I have no problem taking the shot. If he, he's like, if you don't feel comfortable taking that shot, then don't but don't come tell here and tell yeah. me I can't. People get I all just because I just posted a video showing that I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. and it was just, it was just like, I don't know. It's like, I see, I see so much of that in the hunting and the fishing community. And it's like, I just wish more dude I've people seen, would be more fucking supportive of. I've seen bow shots where I'm like, oof, I wouldn't have. Yeah. Like you you missed, see it you all missed time. by a lot. Yeah. And then all the comments are like, fuck yeah, that's a huge rack. Good job. I'm like, is, is it a good job? It looks like you hit him in the stomach, which how long did it take you to find him? Yeah. You know, I see that you shot him in daylight. Now it's dark outside. Are you are you faking that, or did it really take that long to find? Well, it? My, my favorite are the ones where they shoot at dusk. Yeah, right. And then the pictures are of the full body deer still the next morning, mm-hmm. and I'm like, the meat's still on that deer. I, yeah, I, I, you know, this is this is we did it with rock deer, is, but I photoshopped it all, so you couldn't. This tell. is this is October, so I know it's not. Oh yeah, yeah, warm enough in some parts of the country. And there's other parts of the country where. That deer recovered the next morning is probably still good, but we not recovered in South Carolina. <laughs> no, you you you're uh you have to get it that night yeah. in South Carolina. And so I, I thought it'll be gone. And so, well, are good well and that's the other thing. You know, I we're talking about shot play, placement and and ethics. If I can if I can take a shot at a head or a neck and drop that deer right there and mm-hmm. get it out of here in thirty minutes, but you think that's unethical? But you would you would rather me take a uh, you'd rather me double lung it, maybe lose it for a few hours. Yeah. And then have it slowly killed by by some coyotes that get a hold of it. Is like that, I heard, is that more ethical? I heard that happen when I was at Webb. Oh, really? Yeah, in the middle of the night because there's a gut pile. You could hear, and they're all like at the gut pile. Just and all of a sudden, you just hear this howling. And it was it was at this area where a guy had shot a doe and he never found it. Yeah, yeah. They didn't really look that long. I would look longer, but whatever. But um, 
then the woods just came alive. There was coyotes everywhere running past the tent, just like no yipping. Because I guess that would what he what they had found this deer, and they're like, "Hey, I need help with this one." Put out and the they all left card. the gun pile. No kidding. And went straight there. You could hear him running through the woods. Wow. But it's like kind of creepy. You know, he uh, shot him in the lungs though, so it's all good. Yeah, perfectly fine. Yeah. Sucks you didn't find him. Better luck next time. Yeah. Look a little harder. Yeah, what, what are you going to do? Um, so that was that's, that was what I want to talk about today, mainly because I thought it was two reasons. Actually, I, I saw that uh, white-tailed deer shot placement was trending on uh, as a Google search option. Was it really? A search term. And so I figured um, from a relevance perspective, folks might be wanting to hear about some of this. Do you think people get in the woods and are like, shit, I don't know where to shoot this thing? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, there's a deer. Fuck, what do I? Hmm. I think that's probably why uh, most people rifle hunt because it's sure the margin of errors yeah. is you can shoot further and you can make a little bit more of a uh, right the trauma's more. I should be a reformed bow hunter and go back to rifle. Yeah, just be like, yeah, this is I what know. I do now. I, I hear people like on podcasts and other uh, other folks that are big in the hunting community that just don't bow hunt that much, and they're like, I get it and I respect it, but I shoot a rifle because I I want to be able to shoot further. I want to increase my chances yeah. of opportunity and. You know where I hunt in the back country or this state or that state, it's challenging enough. I'm I'm not interested in in having to get in within thirty or fifty yards. I think about that guy that I went to Bear Island with. I think about him all the time. He has a short barrel, three hundred eight, AR, AR ten, uh-huh. uh, and he killed all three deer. You get two does and a buck. He killed two does and a buck in five seconds. Just just pow pow pow, and he was done. And I sat there all weekend, didn't kill shit. <laughs> You know, I think I saw deer. Yeah, yeah, uh, but nothing I could get close enough to. Yeah, that'd be but, fun to, um, to build one just just for. Yeah, well, I was thinking about that five five six I have. I can, I mean, I'm pretty good at five five six. So if a if a gang of deer came running by, yeah, I forget who it is. I could probably drop a few, but they make a uh, they make a five five six round specifically for white tailed deer. Yeah, it's got an expandable tip. I'm on sure, it. Hornady makes it. I think that's exactly who it is actually. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely doable. In fact, that's uh, after watching Gavin shoot an AR, you know, chamber in five five six without any problems. I was like, I need to get him. It's a. It's actually not in five five six. It's two two three. Yeah. If you have it chambered the right way, you can two three wild. Yeah. So it's um definitely doable. You let your kid shoot an assault weapon. You're fucking right. I did. (laughs) It wasn't an assault weapon. Had to bleep that out. (laughs) (laughs) You better write that down. (laughs) I'll hear it. Uh, Ah, damn. 57 on the dot. Yeah. I almost made it a whole hour without fucking up. Yep. Oh, well. well we're here now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Should make it uh, worse. All right. Well, for those that don't know, you can use code PODCAST at checkout to save 20%. You can also, if you want to leave a comment on this episode, let us know your thoughts. Are head and neck shots ethical? Maybe just leave a review and say that down there. Just say, uh, yes, shoot them in the face. That's, yeah, that's the review I want you to leave. <laughs> That's a great review. So when we have guests that are interested in our podcast and they go look at our reviews, yep. it's just a bunch of comments about shooting in the face. It's great. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, we can also, um, if you are not currently subscribed to our mailing list um, from our website, you're definitely missing out because we have exclusive deals and updates that we send out through there. So uh, you can join the other almost 1,000 folks that are uh, getting emails and exclusive offers shipping discounts, all kinds of other stuff. Uh, just when you go to our website, you get prompted to put in your email address and, subs- and kind of subscribe to our newsletter, and that's what uh, that's what you'll get with that. Yeah. And lastly, if you enjoy the stuff we do on this podcast, you can get more exclusive content and even help with show plans and production on our Patreon where you can join for as little as $5 a month. And uh, just so you know, that's less than uh, Starbucks. Um, and, I, and I know uh, yeah. a lot of people that go and sit at Starbucks and get pissed off because the line was so long. You know, you could just not have Starbucks one day, yeah. and then and you, you can hang, hang out, out with us. You can hang out with us on Patreon. And we do giveaways. We're doing one right now, which uh, I forgot to do the drawing for yesterday. Or was it today? Let's just do it right now. Pull up a random number generator, Gus. Okay. Pulling random number generator out now. So we did a giveaway on at my daily bourbon. Chad, he had posted a thing for Rocco's dinner or Rocco's uh, camp hero there. And I said, if you go in and you do numbers between what, what's the range? I'm going to tell you here in a second. Okay. So I'm going to write them down. Bear with me. We got Monster Whitetails. We got Scott. 
We've got Big Drew. Yeah. We've got Josh. Both Joshes. J and J. So that's one, two, three, four. That's five people. Went and donated and left an American flag emoji, which is how we know you donated. I would trust these guys did not lie. So yeah, numbers one through five, guys. Just just throw it up. Yep, one man. Number three. That was Big Drew. Big Drew Eubank, you have won a Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel and an Eagle Rare. Yep. Congratulations. Congratulations. Wow. Thank you to all those guys that got involved. Also, you are dis you cannot win. Um Chad's giveaway. Chad's also going to be doing a giveaway for those that donated. Oh. So we're we're gonna let him know to pull you out of that. But everybody yeah, else is still disqualified. in. So we will get those out to you here soon, my friend. Good job. We're thank, proud of you. Wrote that down. Thank yeah. you guys for uh, participating in that and getting involved and going over there and helping raise some money from Camp Hero. You know, it means a lot to us, and it's close and near and dear to our hearts. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, I think that's it for the week. That's all I got. All I got. Until next time, folks. I hope everybody has a great day. And... Bongholes, baby, everybody like bongholes. Bongholes, baby, everybody like bongholes. Brown liquid flows out of them. People want to put their mouths on one from now and then. Bongholes. From now and then. It's the best line in the song. Yep. All right, folks. Okay, bye. Thanks. Bye.